Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live than the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we will discuss the subject, emotion or duty. We will be looking at what the Bible teaches about how we should conduct ourselves. More about our subject after we've had some music. journey 
keep you strong Cause there are questions without answers And flames that never die Heartaches we go through Are often blessings in disguise Thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord How could I ask for Emotion or duty? Are we to live by our feelings or by principle? And which principle are we to live by? We will discuss what the Bible teaches about this matter. Have a pen and paper to write down some notes. Tonight, we will be discussing these questions together. What does the Bible define as being mankind's duty? What does the Bible define as being our emotions? What does the Bible teach should come first, emotion or duty? Did Jesus place his emotions before his duties? And how can we put our duties before our emotions today? So listeners, before we start our program this evening, Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for voice in the wilderness, internet radio, streaming live on the internet from London. I pray now, Lord, that as we study this subject tonight, I ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to teach us and lead us. Is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Emotion or duty? What does the Bible define as being mankind's duty? We read in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Here we have outlined clearly, listeners, our duty as human beings on this planet and the whole purpose why we exist in life. It is to fear God and to keep his commandments. We read in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and verses 37 to 40. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Here Jesus makes it even clearer to us what our duty is towards God and man. We are to love God with all our heart and with all our soul 
and all our mind and to love our neighbor as ourself. Note, listeners, that Jesus teaching us that duty involves loving service. So here we see the spirit that God expects us to have when we carry out our duties towards God and man. Note also that Jesus here states that the whole of the Old Testament, the law and the prophets, teaches us our duty and is based upon these two fundamental principles. We read in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, and verses 26 to 27. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. The Bible teaches us that God has to give us a new heart and a new spirit and take away the stony heart of flesh in order for us to be able to walk in his statutes and judgments. We cannot of ourselves be faithful to our duty to keep God's commandments and to love God and man. God has to cause us to do this. This is so important to understand and to grasp listeners. Many professed Christians are studying human methods and relying upon human science and psychology, seeking to train their own minds and bodies to be obedient to God's law. They are trying in their own strength to fulfill life's duties of love. But the Bible teaches us clearly that no human power is involved in causing us to fulfill our loving duty towards God and man. Only divine power the power of the Holy Spirit, can cause a person to have a change of heart and to faithfully and lovingly serve God. We read in the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. God is love. See 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. And it is only by receiving his love through the Holy Ghost that we can faithfully fulfill our duty to love God and to keep his commandments and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Now what does the Bible define as being our emotions? We read in the book of Genesis chapter 30 and verse 13, And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed and she called his name Asher. We read in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13, and verses 22 to 23, Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthened the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked way, but promise him him life. Therefore you shall see no more vanity, nor divine divinations, For I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. We read in the book of Exodus chapter 32 and verse 19, And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, And verse 7, By faith 
Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. The Bible teaches us that emotions are good or bad feelings that are triggered by an event. These different emotions or feelings like happiness, sadness, anger and fear, for example, can either be triggered by something that is good or by something that is evil. So what does the Bible teach should come first? Emotion or duty? We read in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verses 16 to 18. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. We read in the book of Romans chapter 8, verses 13 to 14. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We read in the book of Romans chapter 8, verses 3 to 4. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Bible teaches us that we are not to live by our flesh, or our own natural feelings and emotions, but by the Spirit. Why? Because we are living in sinful flesh. Listeners, our bodies are impure, and our emotions and feelings are impure. This was why Jesus had to come and live as a human being. He came to condemn sin in the flesh, to condemn the impure thoughts and feelings that have come as a result of sin, and that destroy the life of the human. He came as man's example, to show us how to overcome the flesh by living a life of obedience to God, empowered and controlled by the Holy Spirit. This is why we need to be born again by God, as He has to implant in us by His Spirit a new heart and new feelings and emotions. As we studied earlier, God has to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be faithful to the duties that He gives to us. The duties that God gives to us are to be obedient to his commandments and to love him and our fellow men. The Bible does not say, if you feel like, then walk in the Spirit. It says walk in the Spirit. These are positive commands. This is true religion, where the mind is first centered on being obedient to God and to being faithful to his word, rather than on how we feel or think for ourselves. But how still can we be obedient to God, many may ask. The answer the Bible teaches us is through faith and prayer. We read in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, 
so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We read in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verses 5 to 6. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. We read in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verses 12 to 13, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The Holy Spirit creates faith in us through the inspiration of the word of God. This faith does not come from within ourselves. It is a gift from God. Through the Holy Spirit, we wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Righteousness comes from God and does not come from within ourselves. Therefore, listeners, it is clear that salvation from sin comes from God, not from any act that we can do of ourselves. Our duty is to allow God to work out in our lives what he is seeking to work in, through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not to feel, but to do what God says, as he inspires us to do through his word from day to day. We read in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Christians should not be reluctant to pray, when prayer is the key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse, where are treasured the boundless resources of omnipotence. Without unceasing prayer and diligent watching, we are in danger of growing careless and of deviating from the right path. Let us now have a break for some music. Clocks keep on moving, the world keeps on turning, the sun keeps on arising while the moon keeps shining, time moves on, time moves on, someone's just living. While someone's just dying Somewhere there's laughter While elsewhere there's crying Time moves on Time moves on Once you were young and say When you were in your prime at those strands of gray, those marks of Father Time, all of your silver and all of your gold can't stop time from moving on, nor you from growing old. 
Time moves on. Time moves on. So fill your life with love. We read in the book of Jeremiah, chapter twelve. Verses 1, 6, and 16 to 17. Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? For even thy brethren and the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee. Yea, they have called a multitude after thee. Believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee. And it shall come to pass, if they will diligently learn the ways of my people, to swear by my name, the Lord liveth. As they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they shall be built in the midst of my people. But if they will not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, saith the Lord. Here the Bible teaches us about false religion. The people were happy when they dealt treacherously and spoke fair words, but God was not interested in their emotional state and fair speeches. Rather more, he was interested in their duty to obey him. They were serving Baal, a demon god, and not him, and living an evil lifestyle, not one to please him. And so we see that what a person is doing is far more important than how they are feeling. Listeners, are we living our lives this way today? Are we doing things to make us feel good, even though they are evil, rather than seeking to do our duty first to please God? Are we seeking to keep God's commandments before we seek to please ourselves? We can make this even plainer. People who profess to be Christians are finding pleasure in all kinds of indecent things, yet they know that it is their duty to serve God and to honour him. They have put emotion before duty, how they feel before how they act, when Jesus has lived and died and is risen again to give us the power and victory over sinful thoughts and feelings. Listeners, If there is sin in your life, put it away and shame God no more. Shame the devil instead. Now did Jesus place his emotions before his duties? We read in the book of Matthew chapter 26 and verses 36 to 39 and 42 to 45. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here, while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, 
O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Listeners, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the sins of the whole world were laid upon him, Jesus did not then feel like going to the cross and dying for you and I and for a sinful and rebellious human race. So sorrowful and heavy did he feel. But in this hour of sore temptation, of unimaginable feelings of emotion, did Jesus fail to fulfill his duty and the mission that he came to this earth for? Three times Jesus asked his father if it were possible to remove this cup from him. Yet in the end, amidst all the sorrow and suffering that he felt in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus consented to submit to his father's will and left his life in his father's hands. How much nobler an example can we have of placing duty before emotion than what Jesus has given to us? He put faith in God's word before emotion, duty before suffering. And here is how he gained the victory over evil today. So how can we put our duties before our emotions today? We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It was the joy that was set before Jesus, seeing souls redeemed in his eternal kingdom, that enabled him to endure the cross. By this, Jesus has taught us that true love is stronger than feelings and death. It is an eternal principle, far above thoughts and feelings alone. It is based upon trust in God's word above feelings and emotions and suffering. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. As he overcame negative feelings and emotions at Gethsemane by submitting his will and life to the Father, so we are to overcome the negative feelings and emotions in our lives by submitting our life and will to Christ. We are to look from the present gloom to the future by faith and believe that God will deliver us from evil. The promise of deliverance from sorrow and evil is not for the future alone, listeners. God will deliver us from sorrow and evil today if we simply put our trust in him. 
We read in the book of Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus invites us to take our burdens to him, and he will give us rest. That rest is found in his service of love towards God and towards others. It is when we focus upon ourselves, our thoughts and our feelings, our disappointments and our trials, that we become overcome with negative emotions. Here is the reason why so many people suffer from depression, especially after being shut in during COVID-19. They have made it a habit to focus upon themselves and their sorrows rather than upon the Lord and his loving care. But God does not call us to focus upon our emotions, but to our duty. When we serve God, then he purifies our mind and emotions so that we can be sorrowful but calm and trusting in him, happy and hopeful in his love, and even be sorrowful but knowing that soon sorrows will be no more. Having a knowledge of God's love for us and his eternal plans for us makes us certain about the future and not dependent upon emotions for security and guidance. It is by experiencing for ourselves deliverances from evil, sorrow and trouble in life, now, in Christ, that we build even more trust in him so that no matter how we feel or think, we can rest in his promises and love, knowing that he has delivered us before and that he will deliver us again. This, listeners, is what it means to have a true relationship with God and his true sanctification. Now, listeners, I also warn you to beware of Satan's counterfeit religion. There are those in this world, professed Christians, like the Jesuits of Rome, who train themselves through mental and physical exercises to subdue their natural thoughts and their feelings. They offer total obedience to their masters and superiors, but their masters and superiors are directed by the prince of evil. Satan can give people power to die to their own natural thoughts and feelings in order to carry out his wicked deeds. He can make people cold, and this is why so many war crimes and evil deeds happen in society, because men and women separate from God and become controlled by demons, even under the guise of Christianity. There are also those who are in New Age and spiritualistic religions, who worship the so-called ancients, who practice meditation, yoga, martial arts, and other spiritual exercises. These gain some mastery over their feelings and emotions, but again, they do this through satanic power, through energy channeled from fallen angels, and even then, they are at the mercy of their bidding to do evil things as they practice these religions. Satan has no power to regenerate the heart and mind and feelings to be as pure as God. He cannot create life. He can only manipulate it as far as God will allow. Only God through Jesus Christ can give us the right balance 
of fulfilling life's duties faithfully. Only he can help us and give us a new life where we have full control of our emotions in accordance to his commandments and loving will. We will have a break for some more music and come back with some closing thoughts. As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times He carried me through If there's one thing that I've learned in my life Is my Redeemer is faithful and true my Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true My heart rejoices when I read the promise There is a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and true my Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true
emotion or duty? Listeners, to close, I'm going to read from a book called Christian Education, page 117 by Ellen Gould White. It reads as follows. Those who humbly and prayerfully search the scriptures to know and to do God's will will not be in doubt of their obligations to God. For if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. John chapter 7 verse 17 If you would know the mystery of godliness, you must follow the plain word of truth. Feeling or no feeling, emotion or no emotion. Obedience must be rendered from a sense of principle and the right must be pursued under all circumstances. This is the character that is elected of God unto salvation. The test of a genuine Christian is given in the word of God. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 14 verse 15. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which he hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. And so, listeners, we are to be obedient to the will of God, to the plain word of truth, as written in the Bible, feeling or no feeling, emotion or no emotion. Our first duty is to do what God says, no matter what the circumstances, relying solely upon his power and grace. May the Lord give us faith to do so, is my sincere prayer. Let us pray to close this evening. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for teaching us, Lord, that we are always to put our duties first before our emotions. Lord, oh, how many of us have not felt to do things and have not done them because of our feelings? But Lord, this is wrong, and we ask for forgiveness of these sins in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that we would, by your grace, put duty before emotion, and that we would pray and ask you for strength, Lord, to be obedient and to serve, to learn to love you and to love our fellow men through your power and through your grace. And I pray that we would pray for the Holy Spirit because without him in our lives, then it's impossible for us to please you and for us to have a control over this human being. We thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who came as our example and as our substitute, who by his grace, Lord, and by his ministry now in the heavenly sanctuary, is pleading for us and is there still acting as our mediator Lord, and offering us power to overcome sin, to overcome the negative thoughts and emotions that we all struggle with. And so we thank you, 
Lord, for being there for us and help us not to negate in any way the work of the atonement. And I pray for those listening who have yet to understand about the atonement, Lord, that they would seek to study your word and to understand this highly important ministry that's needed, Lord, because without it, victory over sin is impossible and over all the evil things that seek to destroy us. Finally, Lord, just remember that we haven't got forever. Each of us has got an allotted time on this earth, a time to either win heaven or to lose it. I pray that we would be serious and that we would give all our hearts to you now and that we would seek to overcome every wrong word and action and that we would base our standard of life not upon how we feel or think, but upon your word. So bless us and keep us. And we ask these things humbly in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944-062-786. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 28, you will find the subject Bible Sanctification. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https forward slash forward slash voice dash in i n dash z t h e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot i o forward slash. If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio financially, then please send your donation through our website at vitwradio.org. Click on the page called About Us and you can donate to us there. Well, that's it for tonight's show, listeners. Good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.